life today? <laughs> it's complicated. If you're lacking inspiration, if you've lost a sense of wonder, and have a healthy distrust of traditional institutions like religion, join me as we unlock the sacredness found in each moment of life. In this Three for Thee podcast, we explore three ideas that will jumpstart your soul and help you live deeply. I'm Michelle, and as a professional minister for over 35 years, I'm excited to be your companion as we allow the Creator's spirit to move us into the real life we are meant to live. Real religion for real life works. If your mind and heart is open, let the spirit flow, and let's go. Welcome back. I've been away a bit because I've had to take some time for myself to sort through things that have been happening both in my own world as well as in the world at large. And I needed to allow myself to sit with feelings that many, many world events have elicited in me right now. I've needed basically to just sit and to feel because, you know, it's a real challenge to talk about religion and the benefits of religious practice when you see bad things happen all around you or when life gets too, too muddled. Mass shootings on a daily basis, world wars, untimely disease and death, and even summer storms are a part of my worldview right now. And sometimes it seems fruitless to be talking about church, especially when it seems like churches are not rising up to meet the challenges we face today. So it's important, I think, to not gloss over any sadness or anger or impatience we feel when we see our messy worlds. Rather, we need to take time to sit with our feelings and feel them. Now, that doesn't mean that we go and get a gun and shoot up whoever we're frustrated with. No. It means to sit and acknowledge how we feel so our feelings can pass. Then, once our feelings have been processed and pass, we can begin to see through the muck toward what is really important, and then we can focus on that. After processing some of my feelings, I think it's now time for me to talk about the essence of every and any religion. And that is the higher power, or God. Now, as far as I'm concerned, you can call God the higher power, or Jesus, or Allah, or Divine Mother, or Great Spirit, The point is, let's not get caught up in the name for our higher power right now, or ever. It's good to have a name for God, just like it's good to have a name for ourselves. But just as I am more than just my name, God is more than any term we use to describe him or her. What's more important here? is the fact, and I mentioned this in the last podcast, that the higher power, or the God we want to acknowledge here, is infinite, eternal, universal, 
and beyond human comprehension. This bigness, for lack of a better term, is what a religion seeks to contain at least as much as possible. Call the higher power whatever you want, but realize that no one name will contain all that that power is. So the question I want to work with today is, who is the higher power? Who is God? Since I like to keep these podcasts to about 15 minutes, I can't answer that question as thoroughly as a scholar or a theologian. But I'd like to take this episode, and perhaps the next podcast episode, to share with you six attributes for God that might get your own mind and soul working in tandem to acquaint you with that God. For this episode, let's start by taking three aspects of God that are somewhat human in their nature and see what images come to your mind. The three attributes for God today I want to talk about are God as beloved parent and nurturer, God as best friend forever, and God as most inspiring teacher. Let's start with beloved parent. I'm aware that there might be some of you who have not had excellent parenting for whatever reasons. And so the term beloved is, of course, very subject to your own experience with your own parents. But people who create children are then tasked with nurturing those children in love. And nurturing means caring for someone or something and investing in that someone or something's growth and development. Even people who don't necessarily create children themselves can be parents and nurturers. In fact, we are all parents in one form or another. God is the ultimate parent. Just like our parents, God in love made us and made the entire universe for our growth and development. Now, how do I know this? Well, in terms of scientific proof, I don't. But when I see what humans are capable of when they are acting from the depth of their souls, then I am acutely aware that people are not random beings. When I see the beauty of nature, of art, of human relationship, I know that people are intentional beings made to harmonize with each other and to harmonize with the world around them so that they too can become creators, parents, and nurturers. It's like the opposite of a vicious circle or a vicious cycle. Our lives are a virtuous cycle. We are created and we also create. And our God is the origin of that cycle. And God blesses and assists us in that cycle whether we are blood parents or not. If you have trouble picturing God as a beloved parent, I advise you to spend time regularly alone in whatever green space or natural environment you can find. Trees, water, mountains, plants, sky, everything in nature reflects the beloved parent. If you think this is hooey or too woo-woo, I dare you to try it, not just once, but several times. And see if you don't find yourself alongside the one who got you here in the first place. 
If you've been fortunate to have a best friend or a person in your life that you can go to with any issue, problem, fault, or joy in your life, then you can understand how God can be a forever best friend to you. How is that possible, you might say, since God is not seen, literally heard, or perceived with any of our human senses? How can you be best friends with someone who's not really there? Well, did you ever have, or did one of your children ever have an imaginary friend? Or even a favorite toy or a blanket that never left your side or their side? That friend or that object, whether real or not, was, at that time, the closest thing you or they had to a best friend. The best friend, who were whatever it is according to the Bible, was a sturdy shelter, and one that has found one has truly found a treasure. Your higher power, besides being a creator and a nurturer, is also a true friend, because no matter what happens to you, God is still with you and will listen to whatever you have to say. People forget that God is not only divine, but God is the best of all things, and that includes being a best friend. Just like in love God made humanity and nurtures it, God also stands with humanity, even in the worst of times. Now, please note that best friends, while they will always stand by you, cannot always keep you from pain. As long as there is sin, as long as there are people with free will, pain and suffering will be a part of the deal here on earth. Thus, God will not always keep you from pain, but will stand with you as a friend at all times. God is your ultimate BFF. Let's switch gears again and think about all the teachers you've ever had. Remind yourself of the best ones. I know for me, my best teachers were the ones with the highest standards. They did not only impart information to me, but they inspired me to reach higher to learn more and more, which molded me into both the professional and personal success I am today. Maybe that sounds a little conceited, but an inspirational teacher instills that kind of confidence and ongoing development in every student. Caring teachers inspire. They create sparks of interest and wonder in their students, which the sparks then become flames. And the flames give our world light and heat. God is the inspirational teacher we all need to make our world better. God gives us intellect, talents, and the desire to achieve. And then helps us develop via regular communication, and by the way, we call that prayer, into, to quote Catholic speaker Matthew Kelly, the best version of ourselves. So maybe you've never considered some of these human attributes of the higher power. Maybe God is a distant old man with a beard that tells you you're going to be going either to heaven or to hell. Maybe God is a joke to you because, well, the world is such a mess. If that's where you're at today, think often about your beloved parents or deceased relatives. Think about your best friends, both past and present, and think about your most inspiring teacher. 
those people, while still only human, have God within their very self. And you know what? So do you. You might not feel it yet, but if knowing those people makes you feel love, then congratulations, you know God. So, in conclusion, who is the higher power? The higher power is love. And you know, folks, it's really not any more complicated than that. Here's hoping you feel that love today. I'll see you in the next episode for part two of our exploration of who is God. Until then, blessings. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Three for Thee and are curious enough to add these three ideas today to your daily life. Please visit me on Facebook and Instagram at VocalXL. That's V-O-C-A-L-E-X-C-E-L. I'd love to hear from you. Remember, we're all in this life together, and our higher power is love. I look forward to being with you as we learn to bring that love into each of our days. Live in love today. Blessings. Blessings.